At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Yeah, I am. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio. It is Gil Alexander, producer number seven. Jason Kahn is here as well. Good morning, Jason. Hey, Gil. Good morning. How are you? IJ Kahn, as we now, <clears throat> pardon me, refer to him. Producer number seven, IJ Khan. Producer number seven, IJ Khan. Uh, on the show today, Adam Stanko will join us late. Adam Stanko, a uh, cross country road trip from the Bay to Nash, Vegas, where he's taking over uh, his new gig at 24 uh, 7 Sports, where he's VP of content, executive producer over there at 24 7 Sports, driving cross country. He'll talk NBA free agency reactions. Uh, did anything move the needle? I guess we'll, we'll ask that of Drew Dinsick, who will join us here momentarily as well from NBC Sports Bets, Bet the Edge Pod and the Deep Dive Podcast. Did anything move the needle for him betting-wise? More importantly, we'll talk to him about the National Football League and the Olympics. Anything to bet on Olympics-wise? Uh, last night, uh, the men's 400-meter hurdle, we had Ed Fang on from the power rank. He liked the American Rye Benjamin against Karsten Warholm. Both of them we're in world record territory, but of course, Warholm wins it and gets the world record. Yeah, under forty was it under forty six seconds, I believe, in the four hundred meter hurdles. So uh, we didn't get that one. We'll talk with Drew about all of those things. Pete Futak on college football. We'll uh, discuss because I was on vacation. We'll discuss Texas, Oklahoma, and everything SEC this morning. 
LSU with a quarterback drama now that Miles Brennan has broken his arm. So we'll break it down, both East and West, and uh, Mark Borchert on Major League Baseball. By the way, that's sort of my return, my welcome back from vacation from baseball it was twofold. Last night had the Nationals, gave out the Nationals as a dog on this show, and the Nationals led in the ninth, three to two, and then coughed it up. By the way, the Nationals got to win all these close games if they're to make any noise for our uh, NL East bet. But the Nationals cough it up to the Phillies in the ninth. That was brutal. And then this morning in the Olympics, oh, my goodness, Team Israel, who uh, Jason Weingarten and I talked about yesterday at two, by plus 248-ish against the Dominican Republic. They led in the ninth, 6-5 to five this morning before the show. I'm getting ready for the show, and I'm kind of watching this streaming because, you know, you can't find any Olympic sports on television anymore. It's like a whole treasure hunt to find it. So it's streaming. And the uh, and Team Israel gives it up in the ninth. Uh, J- Joey Bats, Jose Bautista, for the Dominican Republic with the game-winning RBI after the Israeli pitcher, and by Israeli I mean Tim, Team Israel pitcher, because none of the guys are Israeli actually. Uh, a group of American Jewish ball players was squeezed, and so that didn't come home. So welcome back, baseball to me on both fronts, both Major League Baseball and. Uh, the Olympics. I will have a couple tennis bets today. I gave out one yesterday. I will have a couple. Again, going very easy this week uh, because it's a, a 500 event, not a 1,000 event on both the men's and women's side. We'll ramp it up next week in earnest. Uh, last thing before we get to Drew, at the end of yesterday's show, Wes Reynolds was on, and while he was on, so this is about 8.45 Pacific, 11.45 a.m. Eastern, the news came down about Carson Wentz. Five to 12 weeks, and we didn't really get a chance to flush it out at the time, but I had a couple or a few reactions right there on the spot. One was five to 12. I mean, there's a range. Again, you're talking about either missing the opening game or showing up for the opening game of the season versus if it goes 12 weeks, basically missing half a season. Um, and so my first thought was. Would this now that now that Tennessee becomes the front runner in the AFC South, does this induce a bet perhaps on the Jacksonville Jaguars? I don't think Wes answered that. By the way, Wes was having a little audio trouble, so we only heard about fifty percent of what I was saying. But I'll ask that of Drew. D- does it make you think about a Jaguars bet? Because again, one injury to the Titans now, and all of a sudden the Jaguars would be in play. Uh, if you believe Carson Wentz is going to be out for a long time, and by the way, there is some notion that this injury that Carson Wentz has. You know, I haven't heard a lot about the the severity of this kind of injury, but I have a friend who had this very same injury. Um, He was not a professional athlete. He did play quarterback at a Division III school, though, so he's not your uh, weekend knockoff either. But he had the injury, said he was never the same, was a quarterback at a D3 school, said he was never the same after that. You're talking about a 21-year-old kid who was never the same after that, again, I had I ruptured my Achilles when I was in my 20s, recovered from that nicely. The one that I ruptured when I'm 1,000 years old, not so much. But when you're a kid, you should usually recover from injuries like that. He had exactly what Carson Wentz had. He said he never was the same. Heath Schuler had that same injury. Calvin Hill had the same injury for those of a certain age. It's Gil Alexander. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the sports betting network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app. Anyway, you're taking us in this morning, we appreciate it. And none of those guys were the same, all having them at various ages. So... That's sort of the thing that's not getting spoken enough about is even if he does come back, this is a tough one. 
We bring in Drew Dinsick from NBC Sports, Bet the Edge Pod, and the Deep Dive Podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at whale underscore capper. Drew, how you doing, man? Looking good. Thanks. You too. Welcome back, man. It's Thank been a you. while. Been a while. Yeah. Well, let's start there. So I'll start with the Jaguars question. Does any of that make you want to take a nibble on the Jags? We might have to go into the numbers game time machine here. Go back in time to when the Colts signed Carson Wentz mm-hmm. and find that clip of when I said, this makes me want to bet the Jaguars. Yes. And honestly, this makes me want to wait and probably bet the Colts. I mean, I think I think there is a, an upside here ultimately for the Colts if they take this opportunity to kind of rethink their strategy at quarterback. Uh, obviously, if they go with Eason, forget about it. If they stick with their current roster, forget about it. But there's some very you know serviceable quarterbacks out there uh, who are currently second on depth charts, namely uh, you know Marcus Mariota and you know namely Gardner Minshew in division um, and. And uh, similarly, Terod Taylor may be available in division if it turns out Watson can play six, you know, 17 games. Um, And uh, we haven't even talked about Jimmy Garoppolo, who looks like he may be losing the quarterback battle in San Francisco. So there is Mm. there is kind of a wide range of available quarterbacks through trade that I think would have been an upgrade over what you were going to get from Carson Wentz this season. And I, I mean, I am. I got personally burned so many times betting on the Eagles last year, sort of in that middle stretch of the season where I thought like, okay, they they're getting a little healthier. If Wentz can, you know, he's going to get, he's getting a little better protection. The wide receivers are coming back. The tight ends are still there. The, you know, the, the offense is still the same and it just never clicked with him. He made game changing, losing plays in the red zone so regularly uh, that when they finally pulled the switcheroo with that and put Hertz in there, like my initial reaction was, you know, what were the, why didn't the coaches do this sooner? Hertz was so obviously the better quarterback of those two options, uh, just because he wasn't making the, the, just the, the game ending game, losing negative plays. So I think ultimately this is, um, you know, this has potential to give the Colts a, a chance to redo things and maybe do it better. Um, but, uh, the Jaguars were a play for me when they were about 11 to one. And there are some places out there. I feel like you can still find it in the 12 to one range. Yeah. Um, hasn't really moved dramatically. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and when I made the play, it was pre-draft. I'm, you know, there are two things I was thinking were, well, the Colts made the wrong decision trying to solve their quarterback issue. The Titans are going to be way worse than people expect this season because they lose Art Smith and they, uh, you know, they have a huge humongous issues with, um, uh, the way that this offense is going to be conceived, especially if they lean on Derrick Henry, who's two years in a row of 400 plus touches. So, you know, this is, this is not spelling good things for the top of the board in the AFC South. So somebody's got to win this division. Why not the long shots? They're going to take Trevor Lawrence. They have a bunch of other draft capital. I wasn't super thrilled with how they use their other draft capital. I haven't been super thrilled about anything uh, that urban Meyer has done so far in his era as head coach. So I'm holding the ticket on the Jags at 11 to one when the out and I don't feel great about it all of a sudden. So I'm kind of hoping the Colts do something cool. And, you know, if I, I really have eyes for Marcus Mariota for this team. I feel like that would be the best fit. You know who would have been fabulous? Jacoby Brissett would have been fabulous, but he yeah, is easy. Sure. He's away now. He's a, he's Ryan a Dolphin. Patrick. Yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick would have put, would have, would have put this team in contention for, yeah. uh, for an AFC South. So, Jason, yeah, there's yeah. Jason just whispered in my ear. Andrew Luck would have been awesome. Uh, <laughs> True as well. Of course, Johnny Unitas falls comes to mind as well. So, uh, last thing about this, and I just try to think outside of the box. There are some markets 
where you you can see some books have markets best record record of the regular season worst record of the regular season so i'm always thinking but apparently the books are thinking as well that's the problem with this racket DraftKings pulled the worst record market yesterday before i could get to it or before i could even cite the the number I know our buddy Jason Weingarten has a 200 to 1 on the Colts with the worst record. I'm not sure why he bet that when he did, but he did. What number would it take for you when it does return to bet that? Is there even an inkling there where that could be something you'd pull a trigger on? Well, I I think I think Spreadpedia bet it because he probably feels about wins the way I feel about wins, yeah. which is that he could drive this team into the ditch. But uh, you know that I, at this point, there's probably not a number um, just because. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I would take 200 to one if sure. you take that again, of course. Um, but uh, they're probably going to reopen that in like the 50 to one range. I would imagine. Even, yeah. yeah. Maybe 25 to one even. So it's, it, I think the value is probably lost there. Uh, but, and honestly, the Colts have enough amazing pieces outside of the quarterback and on this team in general. And are they pieces that you want to win in the NFL in 2021? Not really. <laughs> you know, do you really want one of the best guards in football? Do you really want, you know, one of the best defensive, you know, three technique guys in football? Not really. Like, you know, like these are, kind of the, yeah. these are kind of the positions that, you know, that are, are sort of gravy as opposed to really where you want your blue trip chip guys located on the football field. Uh, and, you know, there, there's, there's there's promise in the wide receiving core. There's talent in the secondary. There's talent at the linebacker position for these guys. They have the potential to produce an edge rush. Um, and yeah, they they should be able to be a consistent team that's in every game with a coach. You know, they have they have a top five coach in my opinion, in Frank Reich. And he not not just top five in terms of scheme and and you know ability to sort of manage a team, but uh, you know what he does in game decision making is among the best in the NFL, in my opinion. He's he knows when to go for it. He knows when to uh, you know to cut his losses. And I think he's. Uh, he's shown the ability to really kind of be the guy to steer a ship. And, uh, you know, even if the Colts have a terribly under impressive season this season, I mean, Frank Reich is clearly the answer at head coach for the Colts and he'll, he'll get them some extra wins. He'll get them some covers. And, you know, I, I guess my general temperature at this point is I hope that the market overreacts to whatever the Colts do and that there's some betting value on them because I, I think there's a potential upside here with Wentz going down. Always a step ahead. That's what you got to be uh, in sports betting. So, okay, um, pretty thorough about the AFC South. Let's just go division to division. We don't have to do all of them, but we'll try to get as many as we can rapid fire here. And just your – and I won't confine it to season wins. I won't confine it to win the division. Whatever you think might be the best bet per division. Let's start with the AFC East. Um, is there a team angle that you love more than any other? Man, the AFC East is tricky because I think ultimately the Bills are the clear choice. Uh, however, the way that they start their season, uh, I think you could probably do better if you wait a little bit than you fire away into a minus 150 right now for them to win the South. So I'm going to I'm going to um, plan my market entry on the Bills till about you know, maybe maybe after week five. They play the Chiefs week five. You know, I don't know that they have enough firepower to beat the Chiefs. They'll be in that game. Um, but I feel like, uh, you know, they have a tough, tough ask to go down to Miami week two, play in the heat. Uh, they have a tough ask week one. I mean, uh, you don't you don't want to play the Steelers early in the season when they're fully healthy. You know, that's going to be uh, a much closer game than the market thinks, in my opinion. I'm happily, you know, going to probably end up taking whatever the biggest point spread we get for the Steelers in that one. Uh, and so, you know, I, I can see a little bit of an underwhelming start for this team. And you can I could see the uh, the price drift 
down a bit for this Bills team because teams like the Patriots have a really soft start to their schedule. Teams, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even even the the Dolphins, if they get that head-to-head win week two, um, you know, all of a sudden, you know, they're probably favorites to win the uh, the AFC East, and I think you pounce on the Bills there. So I'm I'm being a little tentative, being a little a little uh, uh, patient on the AFC East, waiting for a Bills price that I think is fair. This is such a great point, though, and we need to stop here and just seize on it for one second. What you just said. I used to be, and I used to talk about it a little bit on air and on the podcast, on the Beating the Book podcast. I used to participate in this off-the-grid, quite frankly, not above board, uh, (laughs) dynamic NFL season win totals um, stock market thing that used to adjust every week. And this was before sports books offered adjusted season win totals. Now they do. Like we take it for granted that, oh yeah, DraftKings will p- keep posting up, you know, uh, adjusted season win totals as the season progresses. But three, four years ago, they didn't do this. Sure. And what that exercise taught any one of us who was participating uh, more than anything was exactly what you just said, which is we can talk ad nauseum about these bets here before the season starts. But there is a you know there are, there is such a strategic value in analyzing the schedule and waiting for the optimal time to make a bet on a certain team buy low sell high it is just like any other market and i think we have to drive that point home as much as humanly possible and then you also have to be prepared that if your strike price doesn't happen let's say the bills were to beat the chiefs just to use your example you have to be okay with just letting it go you, you nailed it, <laughs> nailed it, nailed it. Yes, you do not. There is more where you're paying a VIG to make any of these bets. And there is inherently value in not making the bet uh, just on that basis. And so the, the idea of waiting for a specific price, considering the sequencing of some of these team schedules, and if it doesn't manifest, it doesn't manifest. That is that is kind of 101 in my futures yep. portfolio philosophy right now. And it goes towards pretty much everything I would tell, tell anyone in sort of as you consume season long previews, people will make pitches or, you know, they'll have, you know, be bullish on team X, Y, or Z, you know, like you absolutely have to think of it much more in the context of, okay, well, I'm going to try to corner this market over the course of the season. If you get the high point on four or five teams in the AFC, namely Bill's uh, Browns, Ravens, Chiefs, and you know one other one. Pick your favorite of the uh, uh, of the remaining teams. There, you want you want to pick the high point on those five or you know five teams in the AFC. You'll you will do a, a negative hold. Oh yeah, if you get them at the right time for and sure. That, that that's the name of the game. You do, you do not want to you do not want to be staring at your your futures uh, in divisional weekend and saying, oh my god, I got to hedge myself out of these positions because if this team wins, I lose all of these. Right? I mean, like that's that is that you know that's that's kind of the approach I feel like you have to take if you're going to take the you know play the futures market seriously. Nothing more valuable will be stated here today. Seriously, uh, let's try to get through the other two AFC divisions, the AFC North. Same sort of open-ended question, uh, whatever market, what do you think is the best bet on the board? Are you bullish on the Browns? Are you bearish on the Steelers? Where do you stand on everything? Uh, Steelers are going to be a bet on team early in the season. They have a soft start to the schedule and the market is way, way, way cooler on them than is warranted considering how healthy they'll be relative to where they finished last season. Uh, similarly, the Browns, I think, are a bet on the Browns are a bet now. 
kind of a team. They play the Chiefs week one. They're live in that game. If they beat the Chiefs week one, you look at their next uh, eight games, they could be nine and one, you know, 10 weeks into the season. At that point, a Baker Mayfield MVP ticket isn't what it is today. A Browns to win the AFC, uh, the AFC ticket isn't what it is today. I don't know that I'm going so far as to say the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl, but you know, there are for sure uh, a lot of sort of longer prices are on uh, you know, around AFC, around Mayfield, that if this, you know, because the schedule breaks so, so clearly in their favor after week one, uh, that I think you have to get some Browns exposure now. I don't think you're going to, I think those prices are only going one way. Uh, and it's a team that's deep. You know, they have resilience. They're not relying. You're not, you're not, you're not even counting on Baker Mayfield taking a meaningful step forward. And this team's going to be able to win games just the way that they're coached and the way that they're rostered. Uh, and I think people are overlooking the depth factor and the fact that they're a little resilient to injury. And I guess, even though I love everything about what the Ravens do as an organization, effectively, I'm saying fade the Ravens. Uh, mm-hmm. And some of that is. So, you know, I'm not actively fading them. I'm not attacking the wins market under things like that. I think ultimately they'll be in the conversation at the end of this season. Uh, I just, I don't love the way that the middle of their schedule looks. It's there's, there's going to be a, a point here where they go Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, green Bay. Uh, then they get Cincinnati Rams, Pittsburgh to wind things down. I mean, they're going to be battle tested come playoff time. They may be a good bet, uh, but this is a team that I think only gets into the playoffs as a wild card. I have a very tough time constructing a path to victory for them for the AFC North. Uh, so I think of the prices that are out there now, uh, Browns to win the AFC North, I think is a fair play at plus 150. And then again, AFC, I got them at a pretty uh, pretty reasonable price that I think is going to come in pretty quickly, especially if if, if the Browns beat Cleveland uh, week one, then you know, you've know you captured an enormous amount of equity right there. And I do think they're alive in that game. If the Browns beat the Chiefs, game one, yeah. Uh, yes, same thing. Yes. AFC West, obviously dominated by the Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes saying out loud, yeah, I think we can go 20 and 0 or whatever it is. He wasn't even, he wasn't even sure and really counted up the regular season to postseason games. Um, what's the best bet on the board right now in the AFC West as you see it? Yeah, I want to be cold on this chiefs team. I want to say that the super bowl hangover is going to be real and they're going to feel it and they're going to underwhelm and they're going to come in below expectations. Uh, and this team is, you know, is primed for some, some overdue regression. Um, I don't have a strong reason to say that considering the way that this roster is constructed Beside the fact that they still have, you know, huge question marks on defense. Um, but the way that their schedule is sequenced is not really favorable in terms of getting off to a good start for the season. Uh, you know, you start out with uh, Cleveland and Baltimore back to back. You got the chargers week three. That's a live offense that can go score for score with you. You got Buffalo week five. That's a live offense that can go score for score with you. So, you know, four of your first five games are going to be, you know, coin flip dogfight type of games. And if your team is at all resting on their laurels, is at all kind of, you know, of the mindset of the chiefs that we saw down the home stretch of last season, which was, ah, we'll figure out a way to win this at the end. Ah, we don't need to win with margin. We don't need to put these games away. You know, we can let teams back into it. Like if that's still sort of the mindset and the the way that this team is operating on a game to game basis, then the chiefs might find themselves in a little bit of a hole early in the season. Uh, The schedule completely flips for them after week five. So I think uh, realistically the chiefs, you have to be patient uh, and you fire away on some, you know, Mahomes MVP, some Chiefs AFC, maybe even some Chiefs Super Bowl after week five. Yeah. And remember, that was the theme about the Chiefs last year. It's like they're lollygagging through all these games. And we were worried, is that a thing or are they just not caring? 
well, we saw how the season ended anyway. By the way, 6-1 to one on the Broncos to win the West and 25-1 to one on the Raiders at DraftKings. Wow. Interesting. We'll come back. Uh, we'll do the NFC next week, Drew. Uh, but we'll talk Olympics. And did the free agency moves yesterday in the NBA move the needle at all betting-wise for Drew Dinsick? That's next. A numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. I just want to say, whoever uh, put on this uh, Canada-Latvia beach volleyball game here on the screen, this is just a very distracting thing. And, and the camera angles they're taking have to be strategic. Let me just point that out. So I'll try to get through this show. It's under duress. 
<laughs> playing hurt. Uh, with football season just around the corner, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. NBA free agency in full swing last night. I guess the biggest name was Kyle Lowry going to the Heat uh, for three years. Kind of expected, but he was sort of the domino that... Uh, folks were saying needed to happen for everything else to uh, take shape. I almost feel like the Kyle Lowry news is almost overrated. Like, I get it. Good ball player. Champion with the Raptors, with Kawhi. But, like, is he really moving the needle, betting-wise? Oklahoma City Thunder Woj just reporting uh, that Shea Gilgis-Alexander, no relation, has agreed to a uh, five-year, $172 million maximum rookie contract extension, his agent said. So that's the latest one. Uh, We bring in Drew Dinsick once again from the Deep Dive podcast. And, of course, NBC Sports bets Bet the Edge pod as well. Uh, Anything last night, was there anything that made you say, huh, that makes me want to bet this team? The only thing that I've been kind of stewing on is what's the right time to bet the Bucks to repeat because that squad is so complete now and they've kind of gotten the monkey off their back to a degree and Giannis has proven that he now kind of understands how to navigate a regular season and a playoff run, which is hugely important for a player of his quality and what he can mean in in a given series. And the you know the market in general, I feel like, is way, 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 way too sure that the Nets are going to make it through the season healthy. Uh, I have huge, huge, huge question marks about all three of those guys being healthy for a full season for a full regular for a full playoff stretch again and honestly you know they I don't love the moves that they made in the uh, in the offseason in the draft in terms of how they're composing the roster around their big three so I think the Nets are coming into the season a little overrated which means the Bucks probably have betting value and I was sad to see them let PJ Tucker go he was kind of a huge kind of a yeah. huge you know, important guy in a lot of important moments, particularly in his ability to defend Kevin Durant. So uh, I was warm on the bucks at nine to one to win the, to repeat the title. Uh, and now seeing PJ Tucker walk out the door, I'd like to see what the bucks have in terms of an answer. Who are they bringing in? That's going to be able to go uh, Kevin Durant stopper for them in key moments in that series, because I feel like that's probably deciding your, uh, your NBA championship, unless there's just some chaotic injuries that we can't count on that are entirely possible because, you know, if you thought last season was wild, step pushing the bubble up against the regular season and what that did to injuries. I mean, we get like what a two week off season. It feels like like this is, this is going to be, they're going to be playing basketball again so quickly. It's a amazing. bunch of these guys went and played Olympic basketball on top of that. Like this season could be wild, chaotic injuries. So, you know, every, you know, the teams that are really stockpiling depth and, you know, are going to be a little bit more anti-fragile are going to be the ones that you want to really circle in terms of betting value. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, just kind of what we saw Giannis play through from an injury standpoint, he was the guy that, that I want to put my money on if I had to say, one guy's going to get it done. I, I love it because, again, this is this is also such a great point. You, you have, I, I think, I we agree. I said this on primetime action last night. When you look at the NBA futures market, and by the way, PJ Tucker went to the Heat just to be thorough. The Heat are going to try to hold every opponent to about eighty-five points a game next year, uh, all defensive team, and the money being thrown around is incredible. Alex Alex Caruso's getting nine million a year. Uh, Jared Allen's getting twenty million a year with the with the Cavs. So there's all kinds of ridiculous money being thrown around. But you seized on it once again which is this is the only time 
certainly this generation, I want to say in our lifetime, but I'd have to think back. But certainly in this generation, in the last 20 years, this century anyway, where when you look at an NBA futures market, because the league is so traditionally top-heavy, where the teams that were just in the finals, and we all know the reasons why these teams were sort of helped along in the finals, certainly on the Phoenix side, but the Bucks are the third shot at plus 950, um, roughly, consensus. The Suns are 16 to 1 there. The fifth, wedged in before them, of course, is Brooklyn, as you mentioned, at 2 to 1. The Lakers at 4 to 1, uh, who now have Russell Westbrook. And then there's the Warriors, the retooled Warriors with Clay Thompson and a couple rookie draft picks and James Wiseman back. They're at around 10 to 1, wedged in between the Bucks and the Suns. But that's the headline, right? That the Bucks and the Suns, the teams that were just in the finals, you can get at these massive prices. And I think you're right. I think the Bucks might be the best bet on the board. Yeah, I mean, Lakers, you're really going to count on the Lakers get a healthy, Hell healthy no. full year out of Anthony Davis and Hell LeBron no. James at his age. Yeah. Same, same with that. Same with even, you know, Clay Thompson. He's going to come back and be 100% off of now two seasons of uh, season ending injuries. So, you know, they're, they're, a lot of the top of the board looks like huge injury risk to me. And I think that opens the door for the Bucks to repeat. I hate to do this, but give me three more minutes. I won't keep you for the full segment. I just want to get your Olympic picks tonight. If there's any left, we'll do that. You got it. Thank you, sir. Drew Dinsick, Bet the Edge. And of course, Deep Dive, both of his podcasts. Follow him at whale underscore capper. Whatever he's got in the Olympics, he'll share it with us next. A numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. The VEASAN College Football Betting Guide is here. Start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team. Now's also a great time to get your all-access VEASAN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college betting guide for only $19.99 or start your free all-access trial today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. This college football betting guide is dope. And uh, we have uh, Pete Futek coming up at the top of the hour to talk college football with us uh, with an emphasis on the SEC. We will do that. We're talking to you, Baton Rouge. Miles Brennan out with the broken arm. So we'll see what uh, we'll see what Pete has to say about that and beyond. Also the Texas-Oklahoma shenanigans from when I was off on vacation. Uh, Drew Dinsick, kind enough to join us. We, we get tweets, by the way, at Beating the Book. Drew, we just got a tweet here from uh, Down on the Dog who says... Uh, Drew and Gill, they make a pretty solid team. Can I get a futures bet on them? Which is very <laughs> which is very kind. Though I will say Drew and anybody makes a good team. Let me just point that out. Drew is uh, also you don't want to buy the top. I mean <laughs> I don't know. I no, I'm just kidding. We have a long way to go. We have a long way to go. All right. So um Olympics. Because you were you first of all, congratulations, Australia over. You hit that already. We're waiting on the US and Japan unders for gold medals. Australia over gold medals already hitting. What do you like right at this moment? Is there anything left track and field wise? Yeah, track and field's tough tonight, but yeah, full recap, Australia gold's already home. Uh, we talked about South Korea over as well. That yep. one's dead. dead. That one's not, not, not going to make it. That Taekwondo, they let us down. No show for South Korea Taekwondo. Uh, Russia over is going to make it. I had that one. Um, and uh, USA under is, that's actually, that one is not going to be close. In fact, I think China I have as a meaningful favorite right now to win the most golds overall, which was a huge, 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 huge upset pre pre Olympics. That was like you could have got that six, eight to one, something like that. So uh, China overperforming USA is having a brutal, brutal, brutal Olympics. They really um, are. Yeah. And Japan, the Japan gold medal count. Oh, my God, is this a sweat? 
this has come this is going to be to the last day watching up in the middle of the night watching um the 50k race walking to see if they get their 28th gold medal i'm not kidding this is going to come down to the like one of the last events will you actually will you actually watch that if it's a sweat we're absolutely watching that right of course yes of of course course we are yes they got uh, you know here's 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 the bad news they got nine gold medals in judo Here's the good news. They needed to get 11 in order to get to their medal count. So they came in two under their expectation in judo. Uh, similarly, um, but they got some surprises. They had some surprises in swimming, table tennis. They got a surprise boxing win last night. Woman was uh, about plus 300 to win the uh, the featherweight uh, boxing gold, and she got it in that uh, in that final. So it, it, the Japan surprises have come uh, in some random places, uh, but uh, boxing drew, that's yeah. like the one sport when we were Crazy. kids, like it's hard to, it's hard to explain to people how big, well, boxing in general, right. But Olympic boxing was so big. Now you barely yeah. even think about it. Yeah, no, it's true. And it was a, it was a, it was a great match. She rightfully won. Like it was, it was a uh, wild to see. Um, and you know, that Japan has dominated skateboarding. Who would have believed that, uh, you know, there, there has been a couple of, uh, of real surprises here. Track and field overall has been a huge disappointment for the U S uh, they really need to get it right. There's a decent play to be had, uh, tomorrow morning, they're going to run the men's 200 meter, uh, and the fastest man in the fields this year by a meaningful amount, uh, is from the United States. Uh, let me pull up this name so I get it right. I don't want to send people the wrong way, but you can get, um, uh, uh, Noah Lyles right now at two to one. And he's has the, uh, the quickest time this year in the field. He's had not a great meet, but I think he's been saving it up for the final and final. So I like Noah Lyles two to one, uh, the decathlon and the heptathlon start tonight. I played both of those. Uh, I took the first choice in the heptathlon, which is the women's uh, multi-event. Uh, that's uh, Nafi Tiam. She's minus She's minus one fifty right now around town. Uh, and I think, uh, the second choice in this one has a mean, like a huge, uh, she has a, a bad Achilles injury. If she even finishes this, I'll be surprised. So I think uh, TM has a relatively smooth, comfortable gold medal in the heptathlon. And in the uh, men's decathlon, I think you're in for an upset. I like the um, the reigning, uh, the reigning, uh, or actually the reigning world record holder, Kevin Meyer out of France is uh, plus 150 right now. The uh, Canadian Damian Warner is the first choice, um, but he's a little bit vulnerable. People are sleeping on Meyer because he had a pretty disastrous 2019 world championships, but uh, he has a much higher ceiling in terms of how he can score on some of the uh some of the random events like pole vault and whatnot so i think meyer gets this done i played him at plus 150 okay let me review those because those are good people want some olympics action you got that uh noah lyles of the u.s 200 meters about two to one right now plus 200 uh heptathlon the event that jackie joiner kersey made famous theum t-h-i-a-m minus 150 the decathlon which Bruce Jenner made famous. Uh, Mayor at plus 150. Some would say there's others who made it famous before Bruce Jenner. Decathlon Meyer, pardon me, M A Y E R, uh, plus 150 in the decathlon. And then no play on Sydney McLaughlin in the 400 meter hurdles. No, no play I, there. I make her about minus 400 there. She can get it at minus 290 ish right now. That's not the worst uh, that look in the on the field. There's if you can if your book lets you parlay. There's the there's a woman from New Zealand in the flat water kayaking who is <laughs> out of this world good. Lisa Carrington. She is having the Olympics of her life. She is so 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 much better than the field. She won the 200 meter sprint by a by a gap that would have been like. Uh, like Usain Bolt crossing the hundred and there's no one else in the picture. Like it was, it was, it was outrageous. And so she's, she's in the 500, uh, 500 solo. 
she's a fair parlay piece with uh, Sydney McLaughlin if you want to play it that way, if your book lets you do that. But uh, there's a little bit of betting value on the favorites here and there okay. across the Olympics. I've been making making a little bit of money that way. If your book lets you parlay McLaughlin Carrington in flat yeah. water kayaking. Love that. <laughs> if, if you haven't watched the flat water kayaking highlights from last night, go watch the 200 and tell me Carrington isn't going to beat these women by you know, a full kayak length. Uh, you know, I, I don't see it. I love it. Uh, last thing, because we're about to go, but we have 30 seconds here. Novak Djokovic doesn't get the gold, doesn't even get the bronze at the Tokyo Olympics. Says, I don't even have one injury. I have many injuries. Such an unlikable dude, by the way, for many reasons, but I won't uh, worry about that for now. Does it give you any pause about him winning the actual slam at the U.S. Open? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is this is Medvedev's to lose, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You were already on Medvedev. I'm already on Medvedev, but just wanted to drive that home because yeah. there yeah. is the proverbial uh, chink in the armor because he did not look good. All of a sudden, just fell apart in the semis, up a set against Sasha Zverev, and then rackets were flying after that. That was that was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah I, it was that was quite a meltdown, and uh, you know he's. He's entering the part of the season that is generally his weakest. He is going to be playing in the heat. Uh, you know, maybe even if he makes it to the final, it'll be in the heat of the day in in uh, in New York City in September. That's always just a nasty environment to play tennis. He always he he, he always has the most trouble there relative to the four the other the other uh, uh, slam finals. So this Cannot is trouble wait. for him. Drew, yep. I didn't think we'd get to flat water kayaking, but here we are. <laughs> Thank you, sir. You're the best. Hey, best of luck, guys. You too. Drew Dinsick, everybody, from the Deep Dive Podcast with Andy uh, Andy Molitor, pardon me, and Bet the Edge, uh, which he does with Sarah Perlman, I believe. Both available. We're all podcasts are distributed at whale underscore capper. Baseball, Mark Borchard, next, the numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, yeah, because you got to think, he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on top of that. that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came to my room crying tears. (laughs) I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. As summer heats up, so does the sports betting action at BetMGM. Sign up now using bonus code VSIN600 and your first wager is risk-free up to $600. Place your bets on all the exciting showdowns in Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, and more sports from around the globe. And when you register with BetMGM, you also get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials from breathtaking goals to colossal home runs. The king of sportsbooks takes every play to a new level of excitement. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code VSIN600 to get back up to $600 on your very first wager. New customer offer, paid in free bets, eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. Still to come, I have a couple tennis picks. That I will share top of the hour. We'll also talk to Pete Futek from College Football News. Talk about Texas, Oklahoma. Talk about the SEC. If I were to give him a hundred bucks, this is what I'll ask him. Here you go. Because I asked this of Kenny White on Primetime Action. But if I were to give Pete a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, whatever your unit is, and I said, "All right, you must bet this on a team in college football to win the national championship, but you are not allowed. You are not allowed to play uh, Alabama, Georgia." Oklahoma, Ohio State, or Clemson. What's the team you're betting on? Can't bet on those five. I asked it of Kenny White. You know what he said? NC State. <laughs> I did not see that coming. So we'll see what uh, see what Pete Futa, I guess, say about that as well. And, of course, uh, we'll talk to Adam Stanko. Did, did anything move the needle for him in NBA free agency last night or into the morning uh, here on a Tuesday. Let's bring him in from an undisclosed location, though. In the meantime, somewhere in the desert to talk baseball. Base Winner Podcast is where he does his thing. At Base, at Base Winner, rather, is where you can find him on Twitter. That's at Base Winner. It's Mark Borchard. How you doing, Mark? Gil, all is well. The voice of sports betting is back on the air. I can pump up your voice in the Fry's parking lot yesterday afternoon. Literally <laughs> happened. In the Fry's parking lot. You know why? Because you're Best Buy's are always at fries that kind of fries it was yeah no no it wasn't the electronic store it oh. was, uh, they, they actually have grocery stores out here in arizona Cold fries? No, I was, oh, I it was so funny up. because because i remember talking about that and i was actually doing it yesterday so i i, I kept it on a, on a low volume though I, di- I didn't i didn't want to piss anybody off yeah don't want to do that i'll do that sometimes mark appreciate it you're always very kind I thank you, sir, for the for the kind words. Uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to you since the trade deadline, so I will ask you this, and we can uh, we can sum it up. What was the single move made at the trade deadline, or a few days before, whatever, all the moves made, 
that moved the needle most for you vis-a-vis your numbers? Well, I like the acquisition of Nelson Cruz. Uh, in a vacuum, it increased, because I, I did that right when they got Nelson Cruz, it increased the Tampa, at that particular time, the Tampa win percentage from 52 to 57. So it was a 5% jump getting Nelson Cruz. And, and so I thought that was probably the most impactful. It happened pretty early in the, in the trading uh, cycle, but uh, it, was, it was a good move, Gil. Yeah, I was talking to Spore yesterday, Paul Spore, of course, from Fangraphs, um, and he was giving me uh, perhaps justifiable crap about a Nationals bet I made post-trade deadline, where you can get the Nationals to win the NL East at eighty to one, and now it's like a hundred to one. I still think it's a it's a viable bet at that number. But one of the other things we talked about was the AL East, which is okay. The Yankees are seven games back. This was headed into yesterday. Obviously, the Yankees lost to the Orioles last night. Rays did lose, so they remain seven games back. But uh, the the cat game, if you will, they were chasing a cat around the field. Uh, it was the most exciting thing about that ball game last night. We were watching it on a primetime action, doing the play-by-play. But the Yankees are seven back. They're ten to one to win the AL East. The Red Sox are now in second place after the Rays swept them. The Rays atop the division are roughly minus 120-ish. Isn't that a bet right there? Is that better than the Yankees at 10 to 1? Which do you like better? Okay, so this is how I have it broken down right now. I've got the Rays at 59% to win the division. So I think there's still a little bit of value. That would price it out at like minus 144. Uh, The Yankees, I've got it 7%. So, I mean, I hope they win. I had a really big position early uh, in the year on them to win that division, but I only have them with a 7% chance to win the division. I've got the Red Sox 23%, the Blue Jays 10, well, closer to 11%, 10.7%. So I think that Tampa Bay will probably win that division uh, based on these projections. And one thing I did want to add about this 59% projection is I have like a uh, bullpen rating that's I think a little bit low or a little bit worse for for Tampa Bay because they've got some guys banged up and I just couldn't balance that correctly so I think I got Fairbanks and Springs out of the bullpen right now but they're going to come back so it's only going to get better I think for Tampa Bay as they get their bullpen pieces back so at current price as you just stipulated there is some value then based on your numbers what is the single best I'm putting you on the spot here because I didn't let you know well we never talked before but I'll put you on the spot here what's the single best bet division wise I, w- I would I, I would imagine it's division maybe it's not maybe it's a uh, pennant or something on the board right now as you see it okay here's a here's a couple first of all the Phillies uh, I've been high on them the last month or so I think it was probably about a month ago month or so uh, ago Gil that uh, I put them out at 12 to 1 on the show mm-hmm. and I still have them with a 40.6 percent chance to win the division and I think I saw them about plus 300 you might have a better line th- than I do on that we're showing four but, to one right here at DraftKings uh, that's great because 40 percent would, would be plus 150 so I think that's still a pretty good opportunity uh, I, I just I think that the the uh, the starting pitching uh, is good with with Wheeler and Nola. The bullpen's crappy, but you know they're they're hitting's a lot better than the Mets. So they're two and a half games back. You throw it all in the mixer, and uh, that's what you get for for Philadelphia. But the one thing that I wanted to talk about a little bit about that I maybe you could clarify or give me some insight on it is Tampa Bay to win the AL pennant. And uh, they were like plus 475 this morning when I checked. And the other two, you know, major contenders, the White Sox and the Astros, they were like plus 220, plus 250. And I just thought that that was a, a really big gap 
considering you know the underlying metrics of of each team now if you look at Tampa Bay, I've got two sets of ratings for them for their starting pitching. I've got them with like a standard base winner projection at number 10. And I've got them in the three metric chart, which we talk about all the time at number one, actually, which is really interesting. So maybe I'm doing something right with that three metric chart if the, the Rays starting pitching scoring well on that. But if you look at the, at the Astros, they're sixth in the standard. They're 22nd in the three metric chart. And if you look at the, the White Sox, they're seventh. Uh, in the standard and eighth in the three metric charts. So I thought that those those ratings were pretty even. And then if you look at the, the teams offensively, uh, I have uh, the Tampa, Tampa Bay rated at uh, like number sixth overall. I've got the White Sox rated at 10th overall. And Houston, this is kind of a slight rating for them because I don't have Bregman in the lineup, but I have them 14th. So, you know, and, and I think the bullpens, you can make a case, and, and the White Sox did a great job bolstering that bullpen, and so did Houston for that matter. But I think you can make a case that all those bullpens are, are pretty equal. Tampa Bay's bullpen, when they get their pieces back, is going to be right there. And then on the three-metric chart, not only last 30 days, but the, the, uh, the whole year, they're number one in baseball. So I thought that was a little peculiar that they were so far price differently than the than the two other teams that they're going to be contending with in in my opinion my yeah and, and that's my hunch my hunch is that your numbers are, are telling you something different than the general market consensus the three metric chart give us those three metrics once again just as a refresher it's expected strikeout rate and that's based on swinging strike percentage hard hit per nine suppression and then expected walk rate and that's just balls divided by by pitches Man. so yeah, I, I my, my I'm super nerded out by this. I love it so much because those are so good. Let me just ask you this before we get to your picks today: Where do the Giants rank in the three metric chart for you? For their starting pitching? Yes, they are. It's a good question. They're number six, so uh, interesting. Uh, they're 0.72 percentile. Uh, their starters, Gaussman, uh, 0.91, Wood, 0.81. This is percentile rating. Webb, 0.75. Uh, Tony Disco 0.55 and, and Cueto 0.59. So they're sixth overall based on that three metric chart, Gil. If you look at the Giants pitching staff, I think Johnny Cueto, who was like a 3.84 ERA, something like that. Don't hold me to that exact number. He's got the worst ERA on the entire pitching staff, starters and relievers. Um, it, it's it's sustainable. It really feels sustainable throughout. And again, I will ask you this. How much of Giants magic do you factor into your model? That's always a missing component, Mark. That's my only criticism. Yeah. Gil, that's an off-season endeavor that we're gonna we're gonna put magic into the model. Yes, please do. I want you to really dedicate at least a month. I'm thinking during the off-season to that. All right, Major League Baseball full slate today. What do you got? Well, I'm not gonna overthink it too much. I I, I like the Phillies. I like him in this spot. I've got Wheeler, their their best pitcher, uh, and he's I've got it priced at minus two thirteen by my line. It's still sitting. I, I thought this thing would jump, but it hasn't. It's still sitting at about minus 160, and uh, we have quite an advantage in the starting pitching. Corbin's been bad, as you would say. This is not your father's Patrick Corbin. That's that's right. Not nor your older brothers. That. That's right. I had to drop that one in there, Gil. But if you look at that three metric chart, Wheeler's a uh, 96 percentile. Uh, Corbin's a 35 percentile. And then if you cruise over to basewinner.com, you can see the base winner ERA. We have Wheeler at number 11th in baseball, 3.13, and Corbin is 152nd in baseball. He's at a 5.29. So we almost got a two-run difference in that in that department. 
shake it all up, put it in the mixture. For all those reasons, I'm going with the Phillies. Yeah, Nats bullpen led me down again yesterday. Man, so many blown saves for the Nationals. Uh, just in like the last nine games, if they don't blow their saves, they're like two and a half out. But yet again, they do in the ninth yesterday. So Phillies and Zach Wheeler, road favorites. Minus 168 is what we're showing consensus on the screen. And one more. I'm going to go with the Dodgers here. And uh, it's a little bit of a lay of the wood, but it's I think it's moved to minus 170 for minus 160. But I have it priced at minus 205. Wow. And uh, there's a big disparity in, in my ratings for McCullers and Bueller. And I've got McCullers a little bit better than average at 96 uh, based on a run number. I've got Bueller to 75. And if you take a look at that three metric rating, I've got Bueller to 91 percentile. Uh, versus McCullers at a 52 percentile, and the McCullers kind of turned it up. He's had a, he's had a couple of uh, really good starts recently, but Bueller's starts have been better. So uh, I'm going to go with the Dodgers. Phillies and Dodgers. Mark Borchard. Mark, always appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Mark Borchard at Base Winner, the Base Winner Pod, wherever podcasts are available. Let's talk some college football next. Pete Futak from College Football News on the way. A numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.